Are you a fan of one of the three high schools in the town of Fort Mill? Well, you've come to the right place to catch up on all the information surrounding your favorite team. We're just three old dudes who love high school athletics and love the town of Fort Mill. Call us, the Mouthy Milltowners. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Mouthy Milltowners, alongside Keith Cook, voice of the nation Ford Falcons. This guy over here, Mac Banks, Mr. Fort Mill himself. I'm John Turner. Appreciate y'all tuning in for another edition of Mouthy Milltowners. And boys, another week in the Milltown, more drama, as they say. <laughs> uh, some good football-wise, some not so good, and some just downright ugly. But we'll start with the good stuff first. That'll put everybody in a good mood. The Catawba Ridge Copperheads. A lot of noise coming into the season. They would be pretty good, but they lost some D1 talent in the secondary. Would they be able to replace those guys? And Zach Lindak was pretty confident, Mac, in what he had coming back, especially defensively. And uh, let's just say Friday night they put on a show. Yeah, they um, they went over to D3 South, which is basically you know Southmore High School. So it's not like uh, Rock Hill Northwestern where they share a stadium. So this is a true road game. And uh, they were coming off two weeks break, roughly, because they had a bye week. And, yeah, they they showed no rust. They showed no, you know, bad karma or anything. After after the break, sometimes, you know, you kind of lose focus. They were focused. They went over there. And it shows you how amped up they are for the game just by, you know, going in there and not losing any of that focus, any of that intensity – where they could have, you know, granted, you know, South Point is defending 4A state champs, but they are also coming off a loss to South Florence, which was really, um, I would say, embarrassing for South Point. I didn't expect that to happen. One-sided. One-sided, sure. yeah. yeah. Um, but, no, I mean, you know, Catawba Ridge came in and, and they took care of business. And I think they handed South Point their first regional loss since 2013, which is if you look back, it's roughly amazing. Yeah, ten years, and it's it's incredible. You know, South Point, obviously, by looking at it, they they've got some issues they need to work on as far as on the field stuff, and you know, it'll be interesting going forward to see how they end up finishing because obviously they'll probably make the playoffs. I mean, one regional loss is not going to knock them out, but it'll be interesting to see how they finish the regular season where they're at at the end of the regular season. But right now, Catawba Ridge, I mean, it, they were fifth and sixth in the polls, you know, the media poll for 4A. And I'm sure Catawba Ridge is going to be, you know, leapfrogging South Point. They should. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see where they end up this week. But they got York. And um, right now, it's just – it's it's fun to watch and see a team like Catawba Ridge, which is obviously – Fairly young, fairly new. You know, people still don't know where the school's at. You say Catawba Ridge, you know, where's that at? You know, yeah. that type of thing. Because it's only like year four. So, you know, it's it's interesting and, and, and entertaining, to say yeah. the least, to watch them and, and just everything they do. And they've got they got a program that's from top to bottom that people want to emulate in this county, in this state, and, you know. I enjoy watching them, for sure. I've had a couple of Catawba Ridge coaches, not to name any names, who have basically said to me that uh, they feel like a third wheel on a two-person date. Uh, that's sort of the feeling they still have. And 
I've listened, listen, I talk to people in this town all the time about all three schools, and that's just not what I hear. When people talk about Catawba Ridge, they're extremely impressed of what they've done in a very short period of time, in particular, the football program. Now, brass tacks, there's four weeks left to go. All right, all these teams have four games left to go, and you look at the bottom of Region 3 4A, it's Lancaster, it's South Point, and York, 0-1, Catawba Ridge at the top. Now, only four of those cats of a six-team region are going to the playoffs. And right now, Catawba Ridge and Northwestern, that looks like the game that could decide the region championship with just how those teams are playing. Yeah, and that's at the end of the end of the regular season for them, for both of them. And, you know, I think for Catawba Ridge, it starts, you know, not just this year, but way back when. You know, when D. Christopher picked Zach Lundak, to be his first head coach for the first football team, for the first whatever, you know, he kind of gave, you know, Lindak the keys and like, all right, build it. And you got to give him credit for the, for the foundation he's laid over the past four years, for the way he's done things. Um, he's done it the right way and, you know, it's paying dividends. And it's obvious he's done it the right way just by how things are going. Yeah, the first year schools are going to take their lumps and they did. And then we went through the whole COVID thing, which didn't help. But, um, you know, it's 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 impressive to see where they are in such a short period of time. Because, you know, it take, it could take years. It, it can. Mm-hmm. Create that culture. I, we were in this town when the NAFO four-mill split happened. And, and it took the Falcons a few years to build that culture, the Dirty Birds and, and all of that. But, mm-hmm. but they're a force now. and It's there. And it's seeped into – uh, the middle schools, and you see the kids wearing the red and black and the green and gold and obviously the blue and gold. But I want to give a tip of the cap to Michael Allen because, remember, Zach Lindak came from Nation Ford. He was Michael Allen's offense coordinator for a long time, very successful. And I, you look at the way Zach Lindak runs his practices and then drive over here to A.O. Jones Boulevard and watch the way Michael Allen runs his practices. If you close your eyes and change the voice a little bit, you can <laughs> see it in your head and, and there's a lot of enthusiasm a lot of energy and uh zach of course uh texted him friday night he downplayed it of course it was all about the kids that's just the way he is uh but i think he knows what he's got um but Catawba ridge like you said coming down the last week boy what 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 magic that would be for the town of fort mill if it came down between fort mill versus rock hill Catawba ridge versus northwestern and the winner wins region throw a the the region of doom and it comes mm-hmm. down to that it, the talk about old school tradition several state championships versus the new guys in town really if you think about it to me because i has got nothing to lose well they got if, if they lose it's like oh well they're still building but if they win right holy smokes right so it'll be interesting and i'm you know right off the top of my head i can't think if it games here or in D3. So, but either way, I mean, it, it'll be a packed house. It, it will be. And changing gears here, Nation Ford Falcons, uh, they played Friday night. And um, it's some enthusiasm going into the game. There was a lot of Nation Ford people who thought that, hey, maybe you could pull a fast one. You, you basically play keep away from the Clover Blue Eagles and you might have a chance. But, boy, that Clover Blue Eagles team, they were just something else, Keith. They really were, and it's uh, bad enough to have to go to War Memorial Stadium in Clover to play against the homestanding Blue Eagles of Clover High School, and then it's another thing to have to battle Mother Nature. And Mother Nature and her temper tantrums uh, 
Therefore, because of that, the Falcons game at Clover was moved up, obviously, till Thursday night, much like a, a lot of them around here in the region. So factor in what was an artificially induced short week, and you have a very tough witch's brew to swallow. You guys like that one? Witch's <laughs> brew. You just call me Robert D. Rayford. Anyway, back to the game. Mason Ford head coach Michael Allen was looking to surpass his late father, Gus. In all-time wins in the town of Fort Mill against Clover on Thursday night, but let's cut to the chase. The younger Allen will have to wait another week to break that record. And that's because the Blue Eagles stopped any hope of a celebration very early in that game, especially in the first quarter. It was early and often. Clover beat Nation Ford 35-7 to drop the Falcons to 1-5 on the season, 0-1 in the region. Clover, meanwhile, takes control of the region like we discussed last week, that they probably would be probably the team to beat in this region. And they improved to 3-3 three and 1-0. Three, and oh. three first-quarter touchdowns essentially put the game away for Clover, and it was the Deion Brown show, and we've talked about him offline. And the kid's just an amazing athlete. Uh, he scored two first-quarter touchdowns. And then uh, a blocked punt gave Clover the third touchdown. And from there on, it was just – it was bad news. And as we talked off the air as well, Brown got a 96-yard touchdown at the beginning of the second quarter. And you might as well have gone ahead and turned out the lights and shut the concession stand down because there was really no way that the, that the Falcons were going to get back into that. And uh, Jalen Hoover, the Blue Eagles' talented quarterback, and Brown were just a two-man wrecking crew against the Falcons. And they connected for 212 yards in the first half. And the Falcons' defense, which had improved by beating North Richland Northeast, they just didn't seem to find an answer against Clover at all. And as we know, if you can't control the offensive line from the defensive side and you turn the ball over a lot, you're just probably not going to win a whole lot of ball games. And the Falcons saw that Thursday night. But the lone bright spot for Nation Ford was a drive to get the Falcons on the board. As uh, Mack had pointed out in his article, Jeremiah Hailstock took a 58-yard catch from Carson Black, and that set up a short four-yard touchdown pass to Josh Mayo. But by that time, it was a little bit too late. Things don't get much easier for the Falcons, although they do get to come home next Friday. But the opponent, Blythewood, seems to have found their stride. And JT will talk about the Bengals and their game against Fort Mill Thursday night. But the Falcons will have to work out – have their work cut out for them, sorry – if they want to keep pace in the region and ring that bell for Coach Allen to become the winningest coach in Fort Mill Township history. JT. Well, the the Blythewood Bengals, one of the new boys in Region 3-5A, and they score a lot of points. They give up a lot of points. So if Nation Ford wants to win that game, in my mind's eye, I think it's going to have to be a tennis match. I think it's going to have to go up and down the football field. It's going to have to end up being a 41-38 a kind of game. Uh, I go to Nation Ford if they can move the football on the Bengals. They've got Reed Richardson, who's an outstanding field goal kicker and just special teamer. He's a big fella. Mm -hmm. He's secret weapon for Michael Allen. But I've heard Coach Allen say before, on and off the record, the Falcons just not a good enough football team to shoot themselves in the foot. Penalties and turnovers. You got to play clean football. You got to play disciplined football. And uh, but I think you have to tip your hat to the Clover Blue Eagles, Brian Lane and and his crew. Uh, they still look like the favorites. It's going to probably come down between Blythewood and Clover, but but time will tell. Speaking of the Bengals, they played at home Friday night. They welcomed the Fort Mill Yellow Jackets down to Richland County. I think that's school district two in Richland. So. And it was uh, not good, just unfortunately for Fort Mill. Um, 
Bengals scored early and often. Jackets had just as many turnovers of roughly as they did first downs, only 27 plays offensively, 49 total yards on offense. Uh, it was 31 to nothing Bengals at the half. Could have been a whole lot worse than 52 to nothing, especially with the way Blythewood just opens you up. Uh, they run they, they like they kind of look like a a, a, a Zach Lindak kind of offense where they spread you out and then run the ball right down your throat. Uh, so that's what Nation Ford has to look for uh, this week. It, it's it's it doesn't look for good reading, but at the same time, you don't play the game on paper. That's, that's why right. you play the game. And in, in the art of fairness, Fort Mill's missing some key members of the football team, uh, both sides of the football, but not an excuse at all. Just not a not a good night for Fort Mill football, and and it doesn't get uh, any easier this week as they play the Rock Hill Bearcats. Now Bearcats are one and five, zero and one in region play, but Bubba Pittman's team they can put up points. Kind of a similar situation. They they score a lot of points, but they give up a lot of points. Yeah, and they've gotten better obviously as the season progresses. Yeah, they've got that one win under their belt, so they know what it takes to win. And and in a way, kind of going back to you know Nation Ford as they look to host Blythewood. They got to get healthy. I know Michael Allen told me after the game they got like, you know, ten players out of just you know health issues yeah. and stuff like that, injuries and stuff like that. And you know, hopefully some of those will come back, and some of those are kind of key components, especially on the ends, your defensive backs and stuff like that, your secondaries. So, if I agree with you, if they can stay healthy, if they can get healthy and get key parts back, I think it'll be like a you know, 41-38, you know, 48-41 type of thing, shootout, because, you know, Carson Black can run the offense. That's that's not a, not a question, but it's just a matter of defensively stopping Blythewood. And Shoot, be Carson Black might know the offense just as well as offense coordinator Dave Johnson does, just because yeah. he's been around forever. Mm -hmm. It seems like he's he's the Hunter Renfro of Nation Ford. It seems <laughs> like he's been there about 13 years. But, um, but an outstanding quarterback, you're right. And that would be a huge gift for Nation Four because if you look down the road and you look at Region Three Five A, again, sixteen region top four are going to get into the playoffs. Will two region wins get you in? Probably, probably. And if the Falcons can get one against Blythewood, you look at the rest of their schedule. They still have to play the Rock Hill Bearcats. They still have to play the Fort Mill Yellow Jackets. So in the Spring Valley and and. And, again, Spring Valley is one of those teams where you look at them one week and they look pretty good, and you look at them the next week and what in the world was that? So there are some winnable games for Nation Ford looking down the way. As far for Fort Mill, I just I don't know. They've got to play Rock Hill. Uh, they finish up with Nation Ford end of the year. They still have to play Clover. So going to be tough sledding for, for the blue and gold on the gridiron at least. But uh, another Friday night under the lights, and we're always thankful for each and every one should be – Another fun night on Friday night. By the way, in case you're wondering, I'll be on the air for Blythewood and Nation Ford with Brown Simpson. So we'll bring you all the action of that. Speaking of the Fort Mill Yellow Jackets, big week volleyball-wise. Uh, Jackets took it on the chin in the nest against the Nation Ford Falcons. Kennedy Martin, I've, that's the first time I've seen her in full form, I guess you could say. I saw her in preseason, but she didn't play the whole match. But you could just tell. And you just look at the way Craig Brown's team warmed up. You just thought, holy Moses. Uh, they're every bit as good as advertised. They beat Fort Mill 25-21, 25-15, 25-10. swept the Jackets 3-0. Look at Region 3-5A. Falcons are at the top of the heap. Perched on their, their nest, so to speak, 5-0. and 
Uh, the Yellow Jackets, not too far behind, uh, sit at four and two in region play because they turned around Wednesday night after taking it on the chin for Nation Ford, had to welcome the Catawba Ridge Copperheads to the Hive. And Coach uh, Alicia Lisi and her group, they're good. They're really stinking good. I mean, if they don't win Region 3-4A, I'd be shocked. If they don't rank a run at the Upper State Championship, I'd be shocked. And it was all Copperheads early on, but Fort Mill weathered the storm. Fort Mill lost the first set 25-19. Uh, one second set 25-14. The third set, Catawba Ridge won it 25-23. And that fourth set, that fourth game, rather, 27-25. Jackets hold on and force a winner-take-all fifth game Jackets win at 15 to 11, and Fort Mill holds serve, so to speak, at home, and then turns around Thursday night and welcomes the Blythewood Bengals, and they win that one kind of comfortably, three to nothing. So, two and one on the week for the Yellow Jackets of Fort Mill, uh, four and two in region play, and uh, just really good about really good overall record with what Michaela McCrory has done with that team. You look at the standings, only two weeks left, guys. And it looks yeah. like both nation. I think Nation Ford's going to win the region. I think Fort Mill's going to finish either second or third. We'll see how that pans out. But, Keith, I'll let you talk about Craig Brown's Nation Ford Falcons. Wow, they're just the height, the strength, their setting. They, I, I didn't find a weakness, honestly. They just continue to move like a well-oiled machine, that's for sure. They won their only match of the week this week, as you mentioned, against Fort Mill, sweeping the Jackets. 25-21, 25-15, They improved to 16-9 and on the season and 5-0 and in the region. And senior outside hitter Kennedy Martin, just like you were saying, just an unbelievable uh, attack weapon for the Falcons, had 21 kills in that game, in that match. And senior hitter uh, Chelsea Gilmore added 12. Sophomore Mia Clyborne served up four aces. I mean, I didn't realize that you could still have aces in volleyball that often anyway. Maybe one or two I could see, but four. This girl's got to have one heck of a spin on her serve. Senior Cecilia Fenbert added 22 assists, and Ella Scott had 17 for the balanced Falcons attack. In fact, Fenbert notched her 2,000th assist in the victory. Looking at the Max Preps rankings, the Falcons moved up to number seven overall in the state of South Carolina. Number four in Class 5A, which I suspect they'll probably climb a little bit higher after this week. Uh, and number three in the Charlotte area, only behind number one, North Iredell, who's 20-0, and and Watauga out of Boone. That's certainly in the Charlotte area, right? 14-1. and <laughs> Charlotte-ish. <laughs> the Falcons continue region play this week at Blythewood, who's 12-10-2 on uh, the season. They play Tuesday night and then at Rock Hill, who's – Having a disappointing season at 5-16, and 16, they play them on Wednesday. The Falcons have won seven of their last nine matches, so they're rolling along. And Coach Craig Brown is uh, certainly feeling good about his team going down the stretch. Yeah, one thing I have noticed about Nation 4 is once they get into region play, they have yet to drop a set. So yeah. they've swept everybody 3-0. And, and they've play, they played five. Yeah, five. This isn't played, like they've only played two and they've right. played – yeah, Two cupcakes. They've played everybody <laughs> in the region and yes, at least them once. All. And, you know, normally these rankings, they they look at the record and everything, and, and you know, they don't have the best of records, but you got to look at who they played. They played, who they played one, right. Yeah, you know, Malden, Wando, stuff like that. And Craig purposely schedules these tough teams for them to play so that come region, 
you know, it's about winning a region title and, and getting a good seed heading into the playoffs and then going from there. But uh, the only the only team that I've seen that comes close to Nation Ford was Sun Valley. And Sun Valley is one of the best teams in Union County, if not mm-hmm. the best team in Union County. So that just tells you that the rare air. And remember, Falcons are the 2019, 2018 and 2019 5A state champions in volleyball. This isn't their first go-round. Craig no. Brown's in those pictures. So he wasn't <laughs> the head coach, but he was in those pictures. So yeah, yeah, he, was he knows what it takes yeah. to, to get to the top of the mountain. Uh, Fort Mill will be a tough out. Uh, and I tell you, if you look down the road just a little bit to finish up on volleyball, Fort Mill's last week of the regular season, uh, talk about having destiny in your hands. That final week, that mm-hmm. Tuesday night at Clover, who they lost to at home, and then they welcomed the Nation Ford Falcons that Thursday. Now this week, Jackets will play uh, Rock Hill and Sun Valley. We'll see how that comes up. But that last week, Tuesday at Clover, Ooh. Mm-hmm. and then you walk, you come back home, but you welcome the Nation Ford Falcons. But again, it's Nation Ford, Fort Mill. You take the gloves off, you take the records and throw them out the window. Who the heck knows what's going to happen? I've seen really good basketball teams fall to the other team just because it's a rivalry. Right, and you, with those things, you never really can tell. You know, I'm sure, you know, Nation Ford's going to want to sweep the whole, you know, region. Of course, yeah. From, from top to bottom. But, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing how they can turn it on, especially come region time. So, it'll be interesting. It should be. More golf news. The uh, golf team's doing pretty well. Fort Mill Golf this week, they, they lost, but they lost to Catawba Ridge. I don't really know there's a whole lot of uh, – that's not really a shameful thing. And they only lost 183 to 180. Wow. This wasn't I, some shellacking. And Catawba Ridge, as we all know, they are the queens of Region 3, 4A. They're going to take that uh, hands down. Again, if they don't make a run to upper state and state, I'd be surprised. They're really swinging it good. Uh, Jackets led by Mackenzie Finn. She continues to swing a good club. Uh, Sam Bitten, Kayla Capuzzo, they've all done an gre- incredible job. Uh, for a first-year coach, uh, that's that's mm-hmm. pretty impressive for Fort Mill. But again, you take you take the loss to Catawba Ridge, which is not this not an in-region match though. It's it's town pride. It's nothing right. to be ashamed of, really. No, at that not matter. at all. Right. And this coming Tuesday, you know, obviously weather pending always, but um, they're having like a. It's, I think this is kind of the first time they've done this. It's called like a Milltown Cup. It's being played over at uh, Springfield Golf Club. And instead of playing your traditional nine holes, uh, they're playing 18. It's them, it's Fort Mill, Catawba Ridge, and Nation Ford. And for them to play 18 holes, kind of a tournament-style thing, it'll be interesting to see who takes this first inaugural Milltown Cup. And I'm, I'm glad that they can do that and get, get that together because, you know, football, there's the Milltown Showdown. And in your bigger sports like basketball and baseball, they have that rivalry. And even in swimming, you know, we talked about the Fort Mill fallout last week. But uh, it's, it's good to see that, you know, golfers get out there and do that and, and hack it around for uh, just for them. It's not really hacking. It's more of our game. But <laughs> We're hitting hacking. it, hitting <laughs> yeah. it for, uh, you know. Where the hell is that ball going? Stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So. Watch out, Mr. Schaffner. Your window's about to break. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Springfield Golf. Isn't that the home of the Falcons? Isn't yeah. that yeah. what they yeah. call that home? And so that'd I would be think it'll rotate from – you know, Fort Mill plays out at TK. Catawba uh, Ridge plays out at Fort Mill Golf Club. So I'm sure it'll rotate from around the town for them to, you know, 
year to year. I tell you what, if they want to have, have a little fundraiser at that, put a swear jar around oh. the, the the dog leg at number nine. You make a killing. I don't think I have enough money to <laughs> I put would, in that thing. Oh, boy, good luck with all that. Uh, it's, if there are squirrels in the trees, I would head for the hills. That's all I'm telling you. That is a rough golf course. I've seen some really good golfers get eaten up by that course. It's, yeah. And some of those par threes, the ball just disappears. I've seen them measure out at 145. Somebody will go to like a nine or eight iron, and they'll kill it, and it still comes up short. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a brutal golf course. Yeah. It's not like the late, great Regent Park Golf Club where you have a little bit more of a chance. It's not as forgiving as that one was. Now, is that club, is that in quotation marks or kind of a loose term? Yeah, I, mean, I think a little that's bit? where guys go hack and drink a lot of beer. That's what it was. But yeah. now it's all Not houses. necessarily in that order. <laughs> no, right, no. right. Uh, but speaking of getting sloshed, the swimmers in town have done a fantastic job in all three schools. Very, very, <laughs> a very, very impressive uh, week you look at uh, the Catawba Ridge Copperheads boys and girls region 3 4a thank you very much put that one in the trophy case mm-hmm. Fort Mill versus Nation Ford in 5a uh, Fort Mill both they won boys and girls Nation mm-hmm. Ford I believe the girls came in second boys came in third so right. again really impressive all three high schools in the swimming pool doing some outstanding stuff and this coming Saturday on the 8th well, on the seventh, Catawba Ridge heads down to Columbia for the four A state championship, and then the next night, next day, technically, um, Nation Ford and Fort Mill are in the five A state championship meet, also down in Columbia at the Natatorium on the campus of USC. So at the what? Natatorium. Excuse me. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. What is a you, natatorium? Yeah, well, say that five times fast. It's <laughs> I okay. barely said it once. Okay, so <laughs> to dumb it down. It's the big pool. The big pool. Thank that you. Be I needed in. you to dumb that down. <laughs> so, Not I couldn't spell it if I tried. Yeah, I, yeah. I just University gotta, of South Carolina. Yes. Okay. I see a yeah, lot of puddles in Columbia, but I didn't know they had a big pool. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Which kind of reminds th- me. I'm not sure if the Gamecocks are at home or on the road next week, but depending on that, you you'll probably have to park in Blythewood to get yeah, it's, yeah. they're they're at yeah. Kentucky next okay, week. Okay, well good. Yeah. The parking will be it'll be better than it normally well, is. Well, you know Gamecock football, they are like a possum, you realize. A possum they play dead a lot. Yeah, they 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 play dead <laughs> at home and get killed on the road. Right. Don't, thank you. Thank Every you time much. I drive by there, I always I point to my son who is a senior there and I say so this is where the the murders are going to take place tonight. Oh, there's that's just sweet love right there. That, and then, and then <laughs> these bad jokes brought to you by Clemson grad John Turner. Clemson grad, yes, yes, and then Clemson uh, parolee. <laughs> parolee, yes. I don't really know if graduate's the right word. They uh, on my way out the door, they were polite enough to hand me a piece of paper and say, "Don't come back." So we'll, we'll see how that works out. But a big weekend, yeah, big weekend indeed. October seventh and eighth, so four A on the seventh, five A on the eighth. Right. I have a feeling there's going to be some trophies being brought back to the Milltown by the green and gold, blue and gold, and, and red and black. I, I just feel like the gloves are going to be off. They're going to want to put on a show, and they will. Yeah, I think I think individually. You'll have several people win. Um, so Alex Ritz for Catawba uh, Ridge comes to mind for the 4A. You know, Ethan Curtis. So they're, they're boys' teams stronger than their girls' teams, but they got a, you know, they've got people that can win. Fort Mill is a litany of people that can win. So if you start naming one, you'll have to name half the team. So um, it'll be interesting. I, I 
think Fort Mill, especially the girls, has a good chance of maybe winning a team title. I mean, they kind of surprised a lot of people last year and finished second. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this year they, they, they may have enough in the uh, – in the old tank to to pull one out so in the tank i see what you did there yeah. i like that I, I tell you what that that's uh i expect big things i know you're not supposed to have expectations of young people but i really believe uh, those young people will do a lot of great things this week in tennis uh some stuff got moved around uh tennis wise because of mother nature but all three high schools in action with the little fuzzy ball as we call it yeah, um, Nation Four continues to do well. I think they were kind of uh, upset a little bit this past week, kind of shocked. Um, they lost their first region match now at six and one, but um, you know they've been able to b- kind of bounce back. And you know I still f- look at them as the favorites to win. You know the region, they're not too far off pace as far as you know what they need to do to win. Uh, Fort Mill kind of had an up and down week so to speak they they lost um to uh, the i'm not sure who they lost to but i know they beat rock hill they dropped one to blythewood i think so yeah they did they dropped one to blythewood but they pushed that one to the absolute brink i think it was was it a, a, a what do they call it a drop dead was it a doubles match or something and they right, went yeah. all the way to the very end yeah before succumbing to the Bengals but yeah Fort Mill gave it all they had but and, came a little short and Nafo lost to the Bengals as well so that's that shocked me yeah yeah as good as the Falcons have been on on the court that that shocked me and uh, just tells you how good Blythewood really is and and but again Falcons aren't done Jackets aren't done yeah. we'll see how it goes so and then. For Catawba Ridge, you know, they finished – their region play is kind of already done, so they, they now go back into a week roughly of a couple weeks of non-region action. But they fell 4-3 uh, to, to Indian Land. Indian Land won the region title, and Catawba Ridge finished second, which still puts them at, at a good spot going into the playoffs. Um, they'll have a home match to start. Playoffs start in a couple weeks for them for that. And along with, you know, for Fort Mill and Nation Ford. So, tennis is kind of kind of heading down the home stretch as far as finishing up and getting ready to uh, head into, you know, the playoffs. Yeah, we're running out of time here in the in the fall sports before we head into the, the winter season when really you only have a few sports being played, basketball, boys and girls, and then uh, wrestling. Um, for those of us who still love – uh, WWE and AEW, not wrestling, but, not the but same. But Slobber wrestling, Slobber yeah, don't say wrestling around Chris Brock. He'll put you in the figure uh-huh. four and make you scream for help. But before we finish up, I do want to say this because sometimes I think we do. I, I know I do, and I should. I am ashamed to say this, but sometimes we forget that we have cheer teams. They are competitive. They are athletes. If you don't think they're athletes, watch them do those funky stands where there's a young lady about twenty five feet in the air and tell me that's not athletic. I get woozy just look, looking at that. I want to thank Kim Wheeler uh, Truxus for this information. Jackets had their first competition. JV got first place. Varsity got second. Both looked impressive, especially strong, strong tumbling and solid stunts. So, uh, again, sometimes we forget about those young ladies, and, and really we shouldn't because they, they work just as hard as the other teams do and, and quite frankly, successful. 
I mean, look uh, at the competitive cheer landscape around this area and all these yeah. uh, great cheerleaders here in this town that go off and do all these national competitions, and it's a lot of dedication and hard work for them. It's a year-round thing. I yep. mean, there's it is. some, some it girls, is. you know, we, we joke about it in baseball, how it's year-round and it'll be January, you know, 27 degrees, and you're out there playing a game. But, you know, cheer, it's, it's a year-round thing. So, Yeah, and it's, it's pretty intense. If you ever want to see – the level of intensity, uh, come to Fort Mill High School, go into the, uh, the Ox Gym and watch them practice. Uh, walk into Nation Ford High School and let them just watch it. And they're loud. And, and they are loud. The music's not the only thing that's loud. They're right. getting after it. Uh, that, that it's, uh, it's, like I said, it's intense. But there's a reason for that. They're, they're not just trying to win competitions, but they're also trying to, to get these young ladies to kind of toughen up a little bit, if you know what I mean, and really just get that razor's edge and prepares them for life, really. Well, the thing is with cheer, it's all about judges' scores and stuff like that. I mean, you you got to have – you got to perfect your routine, just kind of like band. You know, you got to perfect your routine to the best, you know, one misstep, A, could, you know, hurt somebody, especially with them throwing people in as high up as they are. But another misstep, you know, you get a half a point deducted or whatever, so – they, you know, they practice it till it's perfect. So, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole too far, but growing up a, a, a dance dad, my daughter was in competitive dance for several years, and that was always one thing that just kind of gnawed at me was you'd watch a performance, and even, whether it was your girls or not, and you would think, wow, that looked really sharp. And then you see the tally, and you're like, that was only fourth? what happened and then you look at yeah right and then you right. look at the team that won it and you thought well i didn't think that was all that spectacular but but then again it's always I, the russian I, judge I, it's always <laughs> the Russian. they always take a couple of points yeah. off that's you know that's just the way it is and but i would go to these things and, and really the only reason i was allowed to go is because i was the dad and i knew how to sew that's really it other mm-hmm. than that i was pretty useless um, but I would cheer them on and anything, and I tried really hard to understand the ins and outs of what these judges were looking for, and quite frankly, just never really comprehended it. So I applaud the judges. They have a tough job. They've got a lot to look at, and it goes really, really fast. But, again, just to the naked eye, you look at it sometimes, and you're like, all right, they didn't see the same thing I did. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I guess that happens with band as well, although we've got three, the, probably the three best bands oh, in the whole state of South state, Carolina. Yeah, without a question. Yeah, without question. And, and I know um, I can't speak for Nation Ford or Catawba Ridge, but Fort Mill just came back from the low country, I think in Wando, and, uh, and spread their wings a little bit and did pretty well. And we all know how good of a band Wando is. So, uh, and, and I had a couple of the baseball boys ask us the other day, they're like, well, they they came back about nine thirty at night and they said, "Hey, did you see that the band is still practicing?" Mm-hmm. They were over and, here too. Yeah, absolutely. Late. And mm-hmm. and I told them, I said, "Fellas, y- y'all think that these band members aren't tough, aren't athletic? Let me tell you something. In August, yeah. on the asphalt, whether it's at the asphalt, right. whether it, like at the ridge, they go it on, they get, do it on the grass. They get a little saving grace, but it's still a thousand degrees and eighty percent humidity. Right at Nation Ford and Fort Mill, they're on the asphalt. Right. It's called the skillet for a reason. And you and carry that tuba, yes, that sir. <laughs> and they're out there all day. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. all day for a month. You want to talk about weeding out people? Holy smokes! It, it, it's it is not for the faint of heart. You got to bring it every single day and. Um, I'd like to see some student athletes actually try that. 
I mean, yeah. those are like see three how far days, they basically, if you want to put it in football terms. Yeah. As as much as they're out there, it's crazy. They got to yeah. go out there and perform. Yeah. And, and like you said, Mac, you, a misstep here, a misstep there. and There's your point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, But, boys, I think that wraps up another week here in the Milltown. Any uh, final shots? At each other or no? <laughs> yes. We do that enough. <laughs> I've got uh, – I'll, I'll do one quick shout-out to the two of my favorite NAFO families, the Cumbies and the Madoffs. They got together this afternoon up in High Point where Jeffrey pitched for Queens against High Point and Xavier Cumbie's team. So this was Jeffrey's first experience as a D1 pitcher. Went up there, gave up two, from what I, from what I heard from Jeff Sr., two weak hits and a run. And I believe it because as fast, Texas as, leaders. as fast Texas as Jeffrey leaders throws, that, that, they had to have been probably off the, the end of the bat. Uh, gave up one run, had one strikeout. He got Xavier to fly out to right field on a sacrifice fly. So that ball goes out in the right field, and who catches it? None other than Fort Mill's finest, Connor Manco. There you go. But talking about baseball in the town of Fort Mill, and, and I'll tell you this. It, 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 I remember one game in particular, Fort Mill at Nation Ford, uh, it was the middle of the week, made off. He had the old Uncle Charlie, the 12-6, to 6, mm-hmm. and he just mowed down Fort Mill. And I'll say this, having dealt with American Legion baseball, from one year to the next, Xavier Cumbie probably made the biggest jump of any player oh, yeah, that we've ever seen. Yep. He went from being sort of a marginal, courtesy runner kind of guy to a top of the order, has to be there, steal bases, calls havoc, plays well defensively. And I'll say this, Xavier Cumbie, um, you will not find finer parents. Absolutely But you not. will not find a That's more exactly humble, quiet thinking. young man who comes to work every single day. Mm-hmm. And just the growth of that young man, very, very impressive. One of the best people and best families that I've ever met. Oh, I'll always remember the time the van broke down and the Cumbies, they stopped. And they poured a bunch of us yahoos in the back of their <laughs> SUV. Yeah. Probably never again. They probably... Going still to Columbia, cleaning, still still cleaning that yeah. one out, yeah. There's not enough bleach made by Clorox to get rid of that stench that, that we made. But I'm always be thankful for that and those experiences and seeing those young men go on to the next level and do great things, both in and out of the classroom. Yeah. Right, and, and so it's it's really good to see those two kids playing against each other after playing together for so long. And Jeffrey, again, you know, another great kid. He doesn't have a whole lot to say, but he's just as nice of a guy as you can. The parents are fantastic people. And so to see these two kids succeed at that next level is really fun, especially for me being a NAFO guy. And and we'll finish up on this, but talking about Connor Manko, there was a, a Fort Mill Nation Ford series. I believe it was on, was it a Wednesday night? I know it was at Fort Mill. This right. was, gosh, 2019, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think the Falcons had first and third, two outs, and I think it was Bradley Bott with a war club in his hand. And I don't remember who was on the mound for Fort Mill, but he turned on one. It was inside, and he just ripped it, and Connor Manko just jumped in the air. at the apex of his jump, snagged it out of the air. Falcons were that close to not only tying it, but probably winning it. And Fort Mill's Connor Manko makes the catch. That stinking close. So, again, talented, talented, talented baseball players and young men representing the town of Fort Mill. So, boys, that'll do it for another week. We will do this again, hopefully next week. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise against folks. Appreciate you tuning in for wherever you may be. We appreciate your 
uh, patronage as always, do us a favor, reach down there, hit that like button, any kind of comments, uh, feedback, hints, threats, allegations, please bring them our way. We're easy to reach out to on uh, Instagram, on Facebook, and then on Twitter, uh, Keith Cook, Mac Banks, and of course myself, John Turner. We appreciate you tuning in for another round of Mouthy Milltowners. See you crazy kids next week.